Welcome once again to the Ohio State of Mind, powered by Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio, alongside Tyler Damberg. I'm Caleb Spinner. Thank you so much for joining us here to start your week on a Monday the 11th. We've got a short week to preview for you. Not a lot of games going on from now until Friday, but when we'll see you next time. Uh, and then we've got a couple things to break out for you over the weekend. Before we get started, a couple things. As usual, make sure you're following us on Twitter at State of Mind OSU for the latest updates on show release times and behind the Buckeye. Tyler and I are still a little bit under the weather, so if our voices sound a little different, that's why. Uh, we are over it enough to be in the studio together, so no worries there. Uh, and we will be back at full volume on uh, Friday. Final thing to mention before we get started, of course, this weekend, tragic news on Saturday with the passing of Dwayne Haskins, former Ohio State and NFL quarterback. Uh, we're going to read SGSR's official statement on it, and then we're going to move on with our show. Of course, it's a tragic passing, but we feel that the SGSR statement um, covers what we have to say about it and what we as an organization uh, feel about the passing. We're going to keep the same energy of our show, um, but of course, no with what's reflected in the statement is how we feel about uh, the, about his tragic passing. Uh, the SGSR statement, sad news this morning, is former Ohio State quarterback Dwayne Haskins passed away at the age of 24. Haskins was known by sports fans around the country and the world for his accomplishments on the football field, winning both Big Ten Offensive Player and Quarterback of the Year as a Buckeye in 2018 and starting 13 games for Washington in his first two seasons in the NFL. To others, Haskins was more than an athlete. He was a son, a brother, and a friend. Today is meant for more than grieving the death of a football star. Haskins' passing is a stark reminder that any moment could be our last, and to live each day as if there won't be another tomorrow. Our hearts go out to Dwayne Sr., Tamara, Tamia, and the rest of the Haskins family, now and forever. Now getting on with our show here, we've got a few games to break down for you from the weekend. A lot of action that went on on the baseball diamond specifically that was altered by our good friend Mother Nature, which usually does not have this big of an effect in April, specifically mid-April where we are now, but it certainly threw things off the rails this weekend. Well, what stuck out to me, Caleb, was that the baseball team had their series got pushed back a day. They play on turf. The rain usually doesn't affect much of that. The softball team played number nine Northwestern on natural grass, may I add, and natural dirt, and they they didn't move one bit. So I thought that was really interesting. But nonetheless, Mother Nature, boy, did she rain down and flurry down a plenty this weekend. Yeah, flurrying, alluding to the snow that we had on Saturday. Uh, we saw the pictures from our uh, BTN Plus crew of snow on the diamond, which that this now marks, I believe, the latest I've seen snow in my lifetime. The last time I remember it was March uh, in high school at some point. I think it was junior year where we got a snow day on March 27th is the last that I remember the latest it going. Now, I, I can recall being a Cleveland guy, so we're a little bit closer to the lake. I can recall seeing snow as late as one of the last week's in May, right before Memorial Day, actually, about three or four years ago, and wow. it snowed. All the way to May? Yeah. Wow. Well, then this clearly didn't phase you then. Moving into now to our week, first women's lacrosse, they hosted their rivals, Michigan, Friday, April 8th. The Buckeyes topped the Wolverines 9-7. to Jamie Level and Chloe Johnson had the team high three goals apiece, and Sophie Bias had a team high two assists. All of those were tied for the game high as well. Uh, softball had Northwestern, as Tyler just mentioned, on Friday and Sunday. 
It was a single game on Friday, and then a doubleheader got moved to Sunday after the Saturday game was rescheduled. The Buckeyes dropped all three games against the number nine Wildcats. They were outscored in this series 28-12 to through the three games. They got run-ruled in the sixth inning in game one. That was the most drastic of the events. And Ohio State, this is their first complete series sweep of the year. They'll drop to 23-10 and overall, 4-5 and in the Big Ten. Of course, the weather throws this off, but then to go up against a team like Northwestern, who's tough, Ohio State just squeaks into the top 25, and then they get a series like this. This was a tough scheduling for Ohio State, but of course, then you have to look past it, right, and look at what they can do. Well, this was their first bona fide top 25 series because they played Kentucky in a one-game set. They played UCF and USF in a couple of tournaments, but this was their first legitimate series, and they looked good. The pitching struggled. The pitching labored. Lexi Hanley, coming off the Big Ten Pitcher of the Week honor, struggled, no doubt about it, and the long ball for Northwestern was the anchor in this one. The Wildcats just kept putting it over the fence, jolting the baseball. They hit over 300 in the entire series. They hit really well. What I did see from Ohio State, especially in game two of this three-game series, was fight. They took advantage of runners in scoring position. Sam, or should I say slam Hackenbrack with a grand salami, put Ohio State almost over the top in game two or game one of that doubleheader, rather. But they just weren't able to find that breaking point. But they still showed a lot of promise and a lot of fight in this one. Golf claps all around for that uh, slam hack and brat there. It I, was Masters weekend. I got a little bit of a chuckle out of that. The Buckeyes do have a non-conference contest coming up at home on Tuesday. That will preview. So that'll be a good way to get back on track, show this committee what Ohio State's capable of, uh, and slowly start that track back to the rankings. Of course, they were 24 uh, in one poll earlier this week, now almost certainly going to drop out of that. But to slowly start working back is what Ohio State needs to be doing right now. Men's lacrosse hosted Johns Hopkins on Saturday, April 9th. The Buckeyes snuck past the Blue Jays 12-10. to Jackson Reed had the game-high five goals, the most on either team. And Jack Myers had a game-high four assists, rather, with one goal to his own stat line there. Great performance for Ohio State. Entertaining game to watch all the way through. And then the last one we have to preview from this weekend, I did say it was a short one, baseball versus Michigan State on Saturday and Sunday, April 9th and 10th, respectively. The Buckeyes got the series win against the Spartans two games to one. Ernst, Dezenzo, and Lipsy led the game one batting totals with two runs and three or more hits each on that chart. They did work at the plate. Ohio State improves to 11-17, and 2-5 in the Big Ten after those games against the Spartans. The bullpen labored a little bit, but how about that freshman? Trey Lipsy, 5 for 5 in game 1 and he had back-to-back multi-games, multi-hit games in 2 and 3. The guy is special. Greg Beals loves what Trey Lipsy can bring to left field. Not only adds some consistency, but adds some flair, adds some defense, a little pop into his bat. And he's got some speed. He's a five-tool player, Southfield, Michigan native, and he's a freshman. So have yourself a series against a hometown team, kind of, in Trey Lipsy against Michigan State. Like I said, the bullpen, they had some fatigue. They choked that big lead. They were up big time in game two. They had a seven-run lead, and it just kind of came to fall a little bit. But you could tell that they were a little bit cast. Game three, 
in game two of that doubleheader, they looked like a totally complete different team. This time they came back. They were down multiple runs and they came back to get a multi-run victory. So that's that's big. The offense continues to wow the Big Ten. I mean, this is a really good offensive team. If you can get through the middle relief and get to the back end of the bullpen, good things are going to happen as we move along in conference play because the batting right now is doing unbelievable work. And how about this, Caleb? Ohio State, they've won every single game they have played when they have scored five runs. That's where all their wins have came from. So if they can get to that five-run threshold, plating runners across, good things could and should happen. We talked about this a little bit when we were discussing softball just moments ago about what these scheduling changes and the the tough weather uh, did for the for the women's team here. Of course, it was a little bit more of an indicator, a tougher indicator going up against the number nine team to see, you know, already playing a tough team like Northwestern. It's tough to discern what the weather did, what the schedule changes did, and what was just the talent of the Wildcats. But here you see it a little better with all of those outside factors and Ohio State still coming away with the win against Michigan State. Now, Michigan State, not the number nine team in the country, not even close to that. But to see that Ohio State was able to shake this off, including having you're getting ready to play on Friday, that game gets canceled earlier in that day. Then you're going to have a game on Monday that gets rescheduled and they do a doubleheader on Sunday. Just a lot of this flip flop here, which credit to Greg Beals and his team in, you know, the opposing ones for the Spartans, for that matter, for adjusting practices, for adjusting PPs to getting, you know, to adjusting their whole preparation to fit. Ohio's crazy weather. And one guy that probably benefited from all this was Griffin Smith. We have talked about Griffin Smith. He would have been the opening day starter, but had struggled to regain confidence after a big season-ending shoulder injury. And he had a lot of issues with the shoulder in the offseason. So he had yet to really find his groove. But as this season has moved along, Caleb, he's starting to get back on the mound. But he would go an inning. He had had three appearances going into game three against Michigan State, came in and he shut the door. Five and a thirds innings, picked up a save opportunity, and he eyed it up and he dominated. He gave up two runs, he gave up five hits, but that was it. If there's going to be one thing that shows that Ohio State is trending up after this series, it's the production of Griffin Smith and the fact that he was able to go five-plus innings of solid work. Getting now into our preview of the week, baseball is at Dayton on Tuesday, April 12th at 7 p.m. At the Day Air Ballpark in Dayton, Ohio, and softball hosts Toledo also Tuesday, April 12th at 4 p.m. this time at Buckeye Field in Columbus, Ohio. You can watch that on Big Ten Plus and listen on Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio. Two great games coming up. And that's all we have for the week, Tyler, from any of the sports. So this was a short week to get into. So I'll get right into our question of the day available on Spotify and Twitter. This is something that I had toyed with for a little bit. And as you get into a week like this, sometimes it's thrown off because you'd assume an April start means better weather. But what if baseball and softball, for that matter, started in April and ran to June? Now, we already know that school gets out just to the start of May. So we're already, you know, we've got about a month's worth of games that go into the summer. Um, not sure what that's like for the college kids who play, if they want to be doing that all summer long. But perhaps you get more consistency in a usual April by starting late, by waiting for the weather to get better, and you get to play some really nice baseball games in June. 
I think that was the less expensive of my two options. The other being build a covered stadium. Yeah, I would say that this is a little bit more cost effective. And I would say, I, I mean, I if I played for one, I would be good with that because I think that means an extended Big Ten conference schedule because the non-conference seasons already go pretty long. But there are games which baseball and softball and, and a lot of the other spring sports like lacrosse, they miss out on a couple Big Ten opponents. You know, they're not playing for five different teams. They might be playing their teams for the division and a couple, for Ohio State's case, a couple Big Ten West opponents, and that's it. So you might be able to do some home-and-homes. You might be able to go to some more locations. I, I think that if you want to do it, if you've got the chance to, it could be a possibility. That'll do it for us here until Friday on the Ohio State of Mind. Once again, make sure you're following us on Twitter at State of Mind OSU. Always love to get your input on our questions of the day there. But until next time, for Tyler Damberg, I'm Caleb Spinner. That's the show. We're out of here. <laughs> <laughs>